the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is Friday. That means it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And on Fridays, we'll talk about any subject. So you can call and just continue with the conversation that we're having, or you can change the subject with a Bible question, something about the news, or follow up another topic that we had earlier this week. On Fridays, that's up to you. So once again, the number is 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. You can call now on there. Some good news out of the situation in Israel today. A couple of hostages, American hostages, have been released. And uh, that's good news, although there are a lot of hostages who are still there and in harm's way. This is Anthony Blinken. There are still 10 additional Americans who remain unaccounted for uh, in this conflict. We know that some of them are being held hostage by Hamas, along with an estimated 200 other hostages. Uh, held in Gaza. They include men, women, young boys, young girls, elderly people from many nations. Every single one of them should be released. And uh, we hope so. Uh, Those hostages, I think all or most of them were taken just um, about 12 days ago when Hamas attacked Israel, and they took just kind of everybody. And that Hamas's routine is they use the the hostages as human shields or as bargaining chips. And we got them out through some agreement with Israel and Qatar. Qatar looks like Qatar. I guess it's Qatar or Qatar or some other way that I think the real way it's pronounced is not how we typically pronounce that place. Uh, anyway, that happened, and uh, that's good. That's a piece of good news. At least it's two of the two hundred. But there is. Uh, a lot going on with that. So once again, I'd like to say today is a good day to pray for your country. Today is a good day to pray for the people who are leading, that they would have wisdom in how they negotiate, wisdom in the decisions that they are making, because we've got uh, we've got serious days coming. And I think that this war, you know, I think things can change direction, but I don't think they're going to. I think that there's going to be pretty serious war going on in the Middle East in uh, at least with Israel and Gaza for months, probably, is how long that is going to be going on. And uh, we have to keep in prayer about that. It could obviously grow to something much larger, um, but uh, it's a really big deal. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can call us about anything you'd like today. It's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, I want to go through some of uh, President Biden's speech last night. He addressed the nation on this subject. Maybe you've got a comment on that. You can also give us a call. Here's some of what he had to say. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. 
Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure Israel and Ukraine succeed is vital for America's national security. So President Biden took this time to talk about not just Israel, but also uh, Ukraine. And he is asking for money for um, both of those things from a Congress that has no Speaker of the House and can't give the money. (laughs) You know, I'm wondering if uh, the next person up for Speaker of the House wants to go for 40 people who won't vote for him. Seems to be getting worse every time. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, it's a serious time that they need to get that fixed and they're going to have to make some decisions. How do you feel about are these two things... The president did something interesting as he conflated, uh, maybe that's the wrong word, but he talked about two different, very different issues in this way at the same time, Ukraine and Russia or and uh, Israel. Um, both of them are serious. You know, I'm on the side of we do need to stop dictators, that that is an important thing that in the Ukraine thing. And at the same time, we cannot negotiate with or tolerate terrorism. We cannot do that. History shows us that we can. I do think that we should pay attention to where the money's going and not just give it to some organization that can use it in some other way. And that is a big issue for a lot of people. You know, something the president said there is he talked about American values. And, you know, I, I think that's right. I think that's correct to say that. What I'm wondering is, do we know what that is? Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, another clip. He's talking about the values. He gets Hamas right, that Hamas is a terror organization. And uh, this has been a week, couple of weeks of trying to discover who's who, right, on what do we really think about uh, anti-Semitism, what is thought about Hamas, and uh, what people's insights are on all of this, what people are told, what people are taught, what kinds of things are true. The president is right about that, and I think that's important. You know, and if you feel like he's not, you know, because you've heard something else about uh, Palestine and the history of it, and you've been influenced through some some of the colleges and things that we've seen, you know, it is um, it is a important thing that we get the history right. And uh, the president, to his credit, is getting that correct here. And uh, let me play another clip from the last night's speech. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. They keep going. And the cost and the threats to America and the world keep rising. So if we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself just to Ukraine. Putin's already threatened to remind, quote, remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. One of his top advisors, a former president of Russia, has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. So he is bringing a lot of the 
Ukraine war into this because he's asking for money. He's also trying to explain what the policy is. And you know, to the extent of stopping people, uh, dictators from taking over other countries, I agree. Uh, I'm not sure I agree that he should have brought both of these subjects together in the same speech, but uh, that's what happened. Uh, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Let me go to a couple of calls that are on here. Um, uh, how you doing? Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. I don't see your name on the screen there. Euphemia. Oh, hi. How are you? For a call to apologize, I want, I want to apologize, Pastor Scott, about what I said. What I said, uh, what I said on about the students, what I said on the radio. I, you mean I when you called yesterday? I said, I said that anger because yeah. I didn't like what's going on in the universities, on the campuses around the country. I don't like, I deplore what the students say about Israel and Jewish people. Um, we need to we need to we need to stop this madness. Yeah, we do, and uh, you know I understand the the frustration. Yesterday, if you weren't listening to the show, we we talked a lot about what's happening on the universities, and and uh, we read a lot of the comments and things. We do have to stop that. I think you know it's okay. It's now, okay to be angry. Really we just mad, have to really respond about, well. Well, what I'm mad about is really it's the cold blood murder of over two hundred people who attended that festival in Israel by the Hamas. Yeah, I think I think it's about fourteen hundred people. But uh, you know what? What was your name again? Euphemia. Euphemia. I I thank you for your call, and uh, you know I think that we We need need to remember. Go ahead. We need to be in prayer for Benjamin Netanyahu. The lead. We need to be. We really really need to be in prayer for Benjamin Netanyahu, especially and Israel and the Jewish people. Their lives are really in danger. Yeah, there's going to be a lot going on. Thank you for your call, and thank you for listening. And uh, it's okay to be outraged about this. Um, But what we have to—what we were talking about yesterday, it's a hard thing, is how do we um, respond then to people who put themselves out there as extremely anti-Semitic, or, you know, that can be said for lots of different things, but in this particular area, who are losing jobs and losing opportunities. There's people who have posted their stuff on their social media— and uh, who have been fired because of its hate. And, uh, you know, that I think is necessary in a lot of those cases. Um, what do you go, how do those people repent, and how do we help them uh, back? We talked about that yesterday. This is Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. James in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, James. All right, James, I'm going to come back to you. I don't have uh, your call there. Don in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, hi, Scott. I, I called in yesterday, and I didn't finish my thought um, about the Israeli conflict. And then uh, you had asked about the tie-in with uh, with Ukraine. Uh, I, I'd be very happy to show a tie-in there, but I want to kind of just make my, my thought here is that um, Israel has a long history of Machiavellian tactics to get what it wants done. And in this particular case, uh, the Egyptian intelligence warned uh, Netanyahu repeatedly that a big attack was coming from Hamas, from Gaza, not from the West Bank. But he kept on claiming that he's more submerged in the West Bank. And so it was even to the point where the minister of intelligence had a long phone call and was shocked at how indifferent he was about it. So it's obvious that Netanyahu wanted this to happen, and the more horrific, the better. Well, we don't because know that. Even... That's going to play out for a while. There's definitely a controversy that is going to face Netanyahu, uh, you know, in, in time here when they get around to really investigating those things. I know that uh, well, Israeli population is not happy 
Um, but we can't we can't put thoughts in his mind like he wanted it to happen. That's a pretty terrible thing. Maybe he didn't believe it was going to happen. Here's a tie into Ukraine. The, um, Israel is going through the same thing we are. The, the country is, is almost cracked between the secular Israelis that are more liberal that want their democracy. The Netanyahu is trying to destroy by taking down the courts so he can be protected from going to jail for his corruption charges and autocracy that he represents. And Ukraine is fighting autocracy. That's the bigger question in our world. There's a big fight between Western-style democracy and autocracy. And Israel's in the throes of this thing right now, and so are we. And so we have to take take sides. And what I'm hearing, all this one-sidedness. You know, we're supposed to be good Bereans and do and study both sides in the conflict mm-hmm. and listen like peacemakers to both sides because you know from like a divorce or whatever, there's always two sides to any um, um, this controversy. Mm-hmm. So you got to listen to everybody and not just take Israeli talking points and just parrot them. Yeah, but have you have you read both sides? Have you read the Hamas Charter and what oh, Hamas I, is about? I know what Hamas is about. Have you read Hamas the Charter? The have you read Hamas, the Charter? Yes. The Hamas is not the issue. No, it's the huge issue. No, it's a, it's a big thing on the both sides issue. issue. Kind of like in a marriage divorce, like what you just said. You're right that, and I've counseled a lot of couples. I, I there's always that, there's always two that. sides, but the the guy who committed the affair can't say it was okay for me to do that because my wife nags me sometimes. Those are two different things. You have to understand that, but he deliberately let this happen. And we don't know that. That you could be right about that, but we don't know that, and that's that's it. A significant thing to say. And the thing that we're talking about now is Hamas anyway. It is a terrorist organization that openly states they want to kill Jews. We cannot say that that isn't something that is majorly significant in all of these things, regardless of what the politics are in Israel or elsewhere. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, great. Well, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not going to win this. But read, anyway, read the Hamas Charter. Wrong. Read the Hamas Charter. You can and Google it. I know what they stand for, Scott. No, no, you're not reading it. You need to read the Hamas Charter. What you're saying about both sides, you're not doing it if you have not read the Hamas Charter. It's just, it's just that plain. You can Google it. You can read the Hamas Charter. It openly talks about murdering Jews. It openly talks about how they are not for peace. They are not for a two-state solution. They are not for peace at all. They are about eliminating Israel off the face of the earth and no Jews on the face of the earth. It literally talks about killing Jews wherever they are. That's the Hamas charter. That is something, that's why the United States and other countries consider them a terrorist organization. They are not seen as say, the Palestinian Authority, which probably has its problems too, but it is something that goes beyond the issue for Palestinians who would like to have um, a homeland that, the, you know, the people who don't want them to have a homeland is Hamas. Hamas has turned it down. Hamas has fought against the peace. The Palestinians have been offered a homeland, I think, seven or eight times since 1948. And it has been turned down because of terror groups, particularly like Hamas or groups like the PLO when Yasser Arafat had an opportunity to really bring peace and just put his pen to the paper in the Oslo Accords, and he refused. And then it turned out he was building up armaments and stocking up terrorists the whole time. He was probably never about peace. Those things are relevant. And if you want to talk about Israeli politics and Yahoo's problems and what's happening with settlements and those things, those things are legitimate things to discuss. 
but you have to recognize they're not happening in a vacuum. They're happening in response to terrorist attacks. They're happening in response to suicide bombers that Hezbollah was doing in the West Bank for many years. And Israel has stopped those things. And yep, there's a wall and there is a military presence and there is oppression that comes along with that. And it's pretty terrible. But you also have to ask, what else are they going to do? That's that's my view is you've got to ask that question. What else are they going to do? And maybe there's another answer and that can be explored. But you can't excuse the uh, you can't excuse the terrorism. You can't. All right. 888-528-2557. Oscar in Baldwin Park. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just want to bring it home. Obviously, the war is tragic. What's going on that's been happening? I think it's going to last uh, for months, too. That's not it's going to end right away. But I just want to talk about back home here and going on. Our government, man. To me, the government, our government is a mess right now. The Speaker of the House thing going on. The, the, the Republicans, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I don't know. I don't trust Biden too much about handling everything that is going on in the world. His administration, they, they don't, they don't, they're, like, they're scared to phrase things what they are. I don't think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if Biden did condemn as a, as a terrorist group, Hamas. Um, and just a lot of other things, you know, he, he could go visit, go to Israel, which I know they need it, but he hasn't been to the border yet to find out what's going on there. Just a lot of chaos going on in the world right now, man. I just, you know, just programs like you that I really feel speak the truth and stuff. And, you know, we have a, a place to come vent. But uh, yeah. I right now, my gov- the government right now, I really don't have a lot of, in them right now they're doing too much infighting everybody just wants to be a superstar and not really do do i feel do the right thing or even wait for the right information to come out or you know you got these those uh, that squad that those uh, other female republicans that are just uh, that one lady i forget her name but she's palestinian and she's out there man yeah there's <laughs> man, a, there's a lot of stuff that's why i've been saying you know today's a good day to pray for our country Um, Because I think with the chaos going on, the inability of our government to function, the politics that are going on and the divisions, you know, I would encourage you with the the passage that says, you know, there's there's more than one, but one of them that gets quoted a lot about praying for those in authority. It's first Timothy two. It says, I urge them. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all uh, godliness and holiness. You know, when Paul wrote that, he was talking about Nero. He was talking about a very evil and disastrous uh, Roman government and a government that was in decline. They didn't know it yet at the time, but when we look back in history, we realize that. Um, and whatever we think of uh, our leaders today, whether it be Biden or Trump or whatever side you're on with different people, they're not Nero. You know, they're, they aren't as evil as that. And yet Paul still encouraged us to pray for our government, not so that they would be successful in evil things. You know what I mean, Oscar? I think that I think yeah. I think that's something that happens sometimes in in churches. We say, "Well, I want to pray for him. I don't like what he's doing." Well, I don't think you need to pray that he's successful in evil things. You can pray that he changes his mind. You can pray that with these wars coming up, uh, this is a very volatile situation. Um, you know, our last caller talked about autocracy and some different things happening in the world, and that and to his point, the the world right now is in a similar situation, I think, not before World War II, but before World War I, where people were sort of looking for a reason to go to war, new world order and who's better than who, and it was, it was significant. 
And right now, one of the things we've got to do is pray. And that gives us us peace, you know, and, and pray that we still do our job at proclaiming the gospel and, and telling the truth. So hang in there with your prayers. And, you know, our government's been messed up before, and uh, it's righted itself before. So, well, I'll leave it at this. I'll leave it at this, Pastor Scott. Yeah, as bad as they are, they're, they're still the best government in the world. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that, yeah, thanks for calling about that. Was it Churchill? Somebody said that about our government or capitalism or something. It's a terrible system, but it's better than all the rest. Uh, And I think that part is true. This is the Pastor Scott Show, Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about, 888-528-2557. James in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, hey, I wanted to talk about, thanks for having me on, I wanted to talk about Daniel. Uh, Daniel 12 and 10 says, Many shall be purified and made uh, white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from that time, which is a year, that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away in abomination that make a desolate set up. There shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Uh, that's six years, three months, uh, about a week and a day. It said, blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand uh, three hundred. Thirteen hundred thirty five. That's a little bit wrong. Yeah. Thousand three hundred and five and thirty days, which is three years, seven months three weeks, about five days. I might have uh, misquoted the first part, which is in 11, but a lot of people aren't paying attention to the fact that the tribulation is upon us and that all of the things that the book of Revelation is said to happen are happening. We had uh, Revelation 12 happen a little while ago with the sign in the stars, uh, the the constellation of Virgo with the 12 Virginia stars, the moon at her feet, and the sun at her crown, uh, giving birth to a comet called the child. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on, and, you know, I just want people to pay attention more so to things as far as, like, a biblical standpoint, because everybody's got a whole bunch of opinions, yeah. but a lot of people don't want to go to the Bible and see what the Bible yeah. has said. Yeah. James, you know, I think uh, like. I think that you're right that we need to get in the Bible, and it's important for Christians to study the prophecy, uh, because it's also enlightening as to the world today. I would be careful about connecting the dots right now with uh Daniel, you know, that's probably discussing the uh, the tribulation period. I know there's multiple different opinions about a lot of that, but generally speaking, this is probably the very end, and there is no Antichrist, there is no one-world government or one-world economy yet. Um, those things usually have to be a part of it, and the signs in the skies, sometimes those things can be repeated, or we don't know what it is until it happens, you know, specifically. So just be very careful about connecting the dots. I think the more powerful thing right now is clearly the prophecies, however they're going to be play out, clearly history is barreling towards those things happening. Yeah, we are definitely in the last days. You can see it. You can feel it. You know, I have a couple of platforms that I discuss these things with people on. Uh, and even the people who don't believe in God, yeah. you know, that I'm trying to, you know, convince people of what the truth is, because we know Jesus Christ is yeah. the way, the truth. and life. Well, my advice would be, and I appreciate your call on that, James. My advice would be don't connect the dots too firmly, because uh, I wouldn't agree with the the idea that we're in Daniel 12 right now. But I would agree that the more you read biblical prophecy and the more you look at what's actually happening in the world, we're getting close. i got to take a break. The number is 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. We'll get your calls, Albert and Marbell and others, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. 
or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott here. That's the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. So give us a call now, 888-528-2557. Albert and Downey, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, what's up, Scott? How you doing, dude? I'm good. Albert, how are you? I'm blessed, man. God is good. Um, I was just calling because I have a curious question about tongues, man. I got leadership in my church that speak in tongues all the time, and um, I just kind of want to understand a little more about it because mm-hmm. it's a little weird. So I just don't understand the purpose of it because um, I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's a lot to say about that. Here's the, the first thing I would tell you is whatever you do, go to scriptures about it. You know, First uh, Corinthians has uh, passages about it, I think 12 and 14 in particular, uh, in there. You've got to read that and then ask yourself, is this what I'm seeing in my church? Or does what I'm seeing in my church look like something else? And, you know, there is a lot in there about tongues. Some people would say that tongues is... Um, just the ability to speak another actual language that a that all of a sudden somebody walks in and they they speak French and suddenly somebody can speak French and there's somebody else there who speak French and they interpret it right and uh that there would be a, a miracle being done that you can communicate with a French speaker other people say that tongues is a spiritual language that is uh something that even the bible says uh, you should be uh, that there needs to be an interpreter other people think it's a prayer language, a spiritual prayer language. What I would do is go into the book of First uh, Corinthians and study that and ask, does this have anything to do with what my church is doing? Because there are places that put a huge emphasis on tongues as if it is the most important thing when even Paul says it's not. Um, and you should ask yourself, I think, um, what is the emphasis on this for? Is it for spiritual growth? Is it for doing ministry? Or is it something that creates a a hierarchy of people who think they're closer to God because they do it? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and how would I go about correcting my leadership in a humble way? Well, it kind of depends on, on how entrenched it is and what they're doing and what their doctrine is about it. So what I try to do on the show here, because I know we have people from all across the spectrum who talk about this stuff is and who believe different things i want people to always go back to scripture so that's where where i would do it i had an issue with some people once who were dealing with that and they actually refused to go into scripture with me they literally said no and that was it that was okay then you're not doing it right that was the the thing um i'm not a favor of say for example praying in tongues for another person because they need to hear what you actually are praying they need to understand that you're praying for them I don't see anything in Scripture about that. Um, so I would study the Scripture. And if, you know, when you confront your, your leaders, some, of, some, of, some denominations, for example, are, have very deep um, considerations about this. You're probably not going to change their opinion. I think what you want to know is, are they willing to go to Scripture or not to discuss it? If they're not, then I would say that's a problem regardless of the issue. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense? And if, you, if you're not tracking with it, you know, I would ask a lot of questions. You know, for me, I, I know some people who say that they speak in tongues and they seem very blessed with it, but they don't sort of force that on other people or try to get some kind of uh, 
personal status out of it. Um, and with any gift, I think, if it becomes about status, if it becomes my my closeness to the Lord is better than you because I have this particular gift, uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not what it's for. The gifts are for the edification of the church. Is the church being edified or not? Uh, is it truthful or not? Is somebody using it to boost themselves, you know, somehow or not? Those are some of the questions that I look at. And is it scriptural? Is this even related to what I see in scriptures? If not, then I've got another question about it. Yeah, it's definitely not like a status thing. Yeah, it's just more of like they're they're doing it um, not for status. They're just doing it because that's what they believe, right? Um, the issue is that sometimes they pray over people in that language, and they get kind of freaked out. Like, I've had, like, five times already where I've brought someone to the church, and yeah. they get prayed over like that, and they just kind of wizard up. My, my personal opinion is that that is not a, a biblical thing to do, that you're not helping that person you're praying over. Like, whatever you believe about tongues, why don't you just pray for that person in English, or if they speak Spanish, pray for them in Spanish so that they understand it. You know, why aren't you yeah, doing would, that? That would be my question. And, you know, I, it is going to freak people out. Yeah, it freaked me out my first time. I have a horrible story. Horrible story. Yeah. <laughs> I know I, some really terrible stories about that. And that's something that, you know, what's the point of it then? If You know, certainly God's not trying to freak you out. So then what's the point of it? You bring someone to church, uh, you know, it's uh, it's important to push back on that. Because often people just haven't thought about it. They grew up with it. All right. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a very important thing to get that right and to stay scriptural with it and not freak people out. I totally agree. I totally agree, man. Thank you very much. All right, Albert, thanks for calling Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. It's open line Friday. talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. Marbell in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, how's it going, Pastor? Good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. God's good. God's good. That's God's great. great. Always. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to give my input on my two cents in on the whole Ukraine and yeah. the war going on in Palestine and Israel and stuff like that. You know, I, I honestly just think that, um, well, well, being on that topic, um, and remain on that topic. It's just, it's just, I think there's a war going on in the United States right now mm. that a lot of people are not paying attention to, and that it's just, you know, all these other wars going on away from this country is keeping us, you know, our 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 presence here. You know, what's going on today in our country, we avoid it and we try to sway away from it by trying to help other countries and instead of helping problems. And changing the problems that I hear at home, we're just like basically, uh, you know, turning our, our eyes away from the issues that are happening in the home. So uh, on that fact, it's just, I think we should just get together as a whole country and, you know, figure it out here before we try to figure it out somewhere else. And, yes, it, I, I'm not saying it's not bad what's going on, over, over, you know, overseas and stuff. I'm mainly just saying that, you know, there's so much going on here. You know, poverty, you know, a lot of homelessness, drug abuse, uh, you know, all these human trafficking things. And it's just, you know, it's, it's overwhelming that a lot of people tend not to want to focus on the problems and try to, like, you know, 
just go ahead and live live life like nothing's going on here and try to move forward we're not yeah. fixing the problem so I, you I know it, it's kind of like here. you know when you know when you're on an airplane and they tell you to uh, the mask come down that you should put your own mask on first before you put it on your kids Exactly. There's something about not fixing our problems that what it's going to do is it's going to prevent us from having any role at all in other affairs where maybe the world does need us. Amen. You know what I mean? I thought that last night in the speech, Biden kept calling us uh, the essential nation and sort of referring to that. And to a certain extent, I think that that's true. But we would be if we are unable to respond to things going on in the world because of our own problems that we've ignored, then we are we're useless to the rest of the world at that point. Uh, so there is a problem when you don't take care of your yourself. Um, I, yes. you know, I think that's a, that's a really big deal. And at the same time, you know, when wars break out and things happen in the world, the, the difficulty is, is you got to go to war with, uh, if you have to go to war, I'm not saying we have to at this point, but that could happen, right? There could be a time when we have to, uh, you know, yeah. you go to war with who you are at the moment, you know, it's uh, that's the, that's the part about yeah. readiness is that if you're not ready, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, Amen. And readiness, I think, is a lot more than just, uh, you know, having a stockpile somewhere. There's a uh, there's a readiness in why it is that we would. I think that's something that the president was trying to communicate is and he talked about American values. But I think we're at a place where we need a president to tell us what those values are. And not just Amen. sort of relax on them, because I—that's what my—that was one of my responses last night. I thought, okay, I agree with the statement, you know, that uh, these are we have values, but I think that we're at a place in our country where we don't agree on what those values are, or maybe we don't even know, and that's a really big yeah. problem. Yes, yeah, and, and I think we just don't know the value of being American. Yeah. Uh, we do not know what it is to be American, to to to, to be proud of. Uh, the red, white, and yep. you know, blue. It's another and, reason you know, to pray for your country right now. It, now is a reason to pray, for, and that's what—that's a way to pray. Pray that we get on the same page. Hey, Marvel, I got to go to a break. I appreciate Amen. your call and calling the Pastor Scott Show. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. And uh, Lamech and others, I'll get your calls when the. Pastor Scott Show returns. You can follow us right now on social media. Just look for at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pastor Scott Show. You can watch us now at KKLA.com. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Open Line Friday on the Pastor Scott Show. You can talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Reminder to sign up for the Resist the Drift Marriage Conference coming up from Focus on the Family and uh, right here from Salem. It's coming up on November 3rd and 4th. You can go to kkla.com right now and sign up for that. I encourage you, wherever you're at in your marriage, it's a good thing to go, whether it's for a tune-up or whether you need some real help right now. Don't wait. Uh, November 3rd and 4th at uh, Calvary Chapel of East Anaheim. Go to kkla.com and click the Resist the Drift banner to check it out uh, and sign up. And uh, spots are going quickly, so you want to do that right away. Uh, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Lamech in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
Hey, Pastor, thank you for taking my call. Yes, how are you, Lamech? Well, let's keep going, man. Uh, my spirit is a little weak. Okay. Um, and my soul is uh, a little bit sad because with lies, with lies, I I was removed from my job. Uh, but, you know, uh, my concern was, my concern is when I mentioned uh, the name of the, the Almighty God to, to the guy who was just nature me, uh, and mentioned the Holy Spirit. So he he make a uh, complaint against me with lies, and not uh, uh, the person who take that complaint is not supposed to take that complaint because I'm not working for that person. Mm-hmm. But but she she used this opportunity to to remove me. Yeah, but, so you, you know, lo- I got I got I got to keep going and yeah. I understand I got to keep going because you know, but. Uh, uh, no, 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 uh, nobody, I mean, uh, here in our planet Earth, uh, with this kind of, this kind of issues, uh, we don't, we don't find no help, but, uh, that's, that's the first thing. So well, I'm, sorry I'm sorry that you lost let, your job. You know, I'm sorry yeah. for letting you, for letting you know this, but you know, sometimes, uh, uh, real believers of Jesus Christ and, and the word of God. So we have to, we have to share, we have to compare. Mm. Uh, just to to know, uh, I mean, if the other, I mean, if 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 the pain is is the same, if it feels feels, you know. Yeah. Lamech, what's but, your question? Uh, my question, you my question, my question is about, <laughs> my question is about uh, Book of Zechariah. Okay. Book of Zechariah. Yeah. Uh, specifically, chapter eight and verse seven, verse seven and verse eight. Because I'm very aware of this, I don't know if it is prophecy or just a word of God to 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 prevent us from these two lands. And this says, is this where it says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, I will save my people from the countries of the east and the west. I will bring them back to live in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be faithful and righteous to them as their God. Is that the passage? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm Guatemalan. I'm from Guatemala. But I don't, I don't, I don't care if I am from Guatemala. So if I, if I believe, so I gotta be, I'm gonna be the the people from God. So you know, but yeah. uh, this passage, aware, this passage is about this. Israel. It's it's it is about Israel and uh, people who are from Israel, Jewish people going back to Israel uh, from wherever they are in the world. I, yes, I understand that, but uh, God don't says specifically Israel or Jewish people in the book in in the Bible. What I have, just He says in that uh, scripture, what I find in the Bible, my people, my people. Well, here people. in this you know, in this but, in this passage, Lamech, it's very specific about Jerusalem. All right, it's very specific about yeah. His people, meaning the uh, chosen people, uh, people of Israel. It yeah, is, correct, it's, correct. It's I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. But but you know, but you know, uh, I'm again, I'm Guatemalan. I understand. I'm born in, in that country, but I don't know. I don't know if I have a roots. Remember when Noah? Remember the three sons of Noah? Yeah. We are all family. We are all family in this we are. planet. That is true. I, we are. We are all family. So why why the men from every nations just just want to share blood? 
went to share blood. So when we are when 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 the when the scripture from God is telling us we are all family. I don't know if you are my cousin. I don't know if you are my brother. I don't know. So but, are, you know we what's are, we are family. Is it confusing that he might be speaking to one people group here, even though we're all family? Is that no, 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 you, no, 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 no. My point is, we got to be, we got to be, a, I'm, I am, I'm not saying you got to be aware of these two lands. I don't know. I, you know, I am aware. Just my question is, who, uh, because God don't know specifically, what's the name of these two lands? Just he says, uh, lands of the east and lands of the west, right? Oh, who are the two lands? Exactly, because uh, don't, don't mention names. Yeah. Don't mention names such as we have countries right. in the United States, Guatemala. It doesn't mention the names. It just, it just says that, uh, and i got to go on to other callers, but I'll answer it this way, okay? He's talking about the, the Jewish people who will be in countries in the East and in countries in the West, which is something that happened, you know, as far as... As far as uh, verifiable prophecies, and thank you for calling Lamech, as far as verifiable prophecies in the Bible, this did happen. The Jews were spread out all over the world, and over the last couple hundred years, they have been drawn back to Israel in huge numbers, and they're still going back in huge numbers. And they've been driven there because of persecution primarily, but uh, that is something that's happening the the fact that there is a Jewish state that we're arguing about that was given in 1948 is remarkable, even though that is the Jewish homeland and there were Jews living there. It hadn't been a state since, uh, what, AD 70 or thereabouts. And uh, it is a incredible thing that what is happening and what is what is prophesied over and over again in the Old Testament in several places, Zechariah, Ezekiel, other places is that the Jewish people will go back to Israel. For a long time, there were people who thought that might be symbolic of something, that maybe it meant they were going to become more orthodox. Maybe they would bring a sacrificial system back or different things. But now most people believe, no, it's very literal to the land, that they're actually moving because it's actually occurring. And um, that's what I believe. I think that it's very literal that uh, people will be coming, Jewish people from all across the world. doesn't mean that we're not brothers. Am I over on the break? Am I like way over? We're good. Okay. <laughs> I just I just looked at that. All right. Uh, 888, thanks. Sometimes uh, Pastor Scott is just going on somewhere, and the timer's going, and we're off the air, and I'm just talking to myself in a room. 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. Lenny in Lakewood. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, thank you for taking the call, Pastor Scott. What I'm uh, wondering your thoughts or what you've heard about the threat that's in the country right now. We've had an open border for nearly two years thereabouts. And there's a lot of, you know, Hispanics have come over or whatever, but there's people from the Middle East, known terrorists of the watch list have been stopped because they've been identified. But all the ones that have gotten in that haven't been identified, we don't know where they are or what they're up to. And I've kind of thought that something big or almost as big as 9-11 is in the making right now and different cells are forming in our nation and are we, is our government looking at any of that or aware of it? What what have you heard or what are your thoughts? About? Yeah, well, I'll give you my, my thoughts about it. Thanks for calling, Lenny. Um, I'm a historian, okay? That's what my degree is in. And, you know, something that is true about nations and their borders is that nations that, that can't control their borders are eventually exploited by them. Um, and so, yeah, it's a it's – a, I read that 100 – People have come over the border this year alone that represent 168 countries. And what that teaches you is that the world is a mess 
right? There are reasons. And a lot of these people who they pay a lot of money to get out of uh, Iran, for example. I've known several people who paid a lot of money to get snuck out of Iran. They end up going to Brazil and they work their way up to come into the United States. Um, some of these people have legitimate uh, you know, claims um, of, of danger, although uh, there's laws about that that we're not really following. But number one, it's a big deal. And yeah, we're probably getting exploited by it. Um, on the other hand, there's all kinds of stuff we've been teaching in our own universities, obviously, that uh, we don't need anybody to come over to the border to uh, maybe have opinions that go against uh, who we are. So I I think that matters. I think we any country, I think, needs to control its borders and know who people are coming in and out. On all of this, I don't want us to lose sight, though, of the compassion and the need that we have as believers and I think as a country to care about poverty, particularly in this hemisphere, that I think that the the longer term solution, while we should control the border, the longer term solution is, hey, let's deal with the poverty in this hemisphere and maybe in southern hemisphere and in other places later around the world so that people don't have to leave, that people that we can have democracies and we can have flourishing governments uh, around the world. I feel like we have a lot of uh, you know power about that, the essentialness that President Biden was saying about the United States. Well, if we have that, then then we should leverage that, in my opinion, to make life better for people in countries where things are terrible and so terrible that you would uproot yourself and go to another country uh, like people are doing. I, I get why people are moving. I've been on mission trips in uh, Central America and other places where there's poverty. I get why you would come up here even to break the law. But at the same time, some people are coming here to do us harm. I think that's definitely true. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I think that we are risking a lot there. Once again, and I'll just bring it back to this, today is a really good day to pray for your country and to pray for your leaders. These things are out of our control, except for our vote. Whenever that happens, it's a big deal. All right, I'll come back for Open Line Friday in Hour 2. George, I see your call and others. The number is 888-528-2557. Follow us at Pastor Scott Show on socials. We'll be right back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com